The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 120 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, August 6, 2019. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, uh, two weeks in a row, no fancy intro here. Um, you know what's been going on in my life, but I'll let the podcast <laughs> listeners in. If you, if, For those of you who don't know, I've been in the process of getting a new job and a new house, and I haven't had a lot of time. So, James, thanks for, for doing up the notes this week and, uh, and making sure we have a podcast. Man, I'm just, you know how it is. You're the, you're the engine that keeps this thing running. I'm just here, you know, I'm just here as needed. So if I, if I had to pick up a little slack on typing up a few words, I can, I can handle that. That's nothing. So we're recording a little bit late tonight. I had a full day of work and then looked at three houses tonight. Um, and now I'm back home and ready to do the podcast, ready to talk some NASCAR. And it was a good week in NASCAR from, from, uh, from everything that happened this weekend. There's a lot to talk about. Um, we'll kind of bounce around a bit, but we, we're talking about the go bowling at the Glen Watkins Glen international chase Elliott gets his back-to-back win. He sweeps, uh, the the last two seasons of Watkins Glen. Um, I, I mean, chase was there. I mean, this was chase's race all day long. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he won stage one, two, he won and the three. Pole. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he won everything and he, he was, that car was unbelievably dominant yeah and there was nothing i mean truex i mean two years in a row he had to duel truex and and truex gave him hell but <laughs> he had nothing for him there nobody had anything for chase no definitely um let's see chase led 80 laps which you know not a big deal 80 laps in a cup race but there's only 90 in this race <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, dominant. Yeah. yeah um that was uh yeah dominant performance there's nothing else to Seven. say Seven playoff points, though that is huge for him. He's now he's got the two wins on the season, but man, he picked up. That was just a nice day. Yeah. Um, if he, if he wants to go far in the playoffs, it was that that is just as good as it gets right there. So here's a question for you already going off script. Chase Elliott, championship contender, is he? I mean, obviously he is, but is he really? Yeah, I I think so. At least to get to the round of eight, because you know there's some tracks in the playoffs that he's really good at. Right. Um. You know, Kansas is in there. Uh, Dover's in there. So he's going to he's going to be sticking around for a little bit. I yeah, I I'm making it to the round of four at Homestead. That's going to be that's going to be tough, I think. Um, but again, you know, I think uh, he's got a good of a shot as anybody right now. Yeah. You know, I, there's no track like Watkins Glen. You know, we got the Roval in there, but um, no, he's 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 a contender. He's I think he's tier two. You know, he's not he's not with a couple of those guys just yet, but, um, yeah, he's, he's legit. Is there anybody who's a guarantee in the final four right now? I mean, we've had guarantees in the past. Is there a guarantee right now? I, I still think Kyle Bush has been too good to ignore, but we've, you know, um, I have it later in the notes. We can talk about it now. We, we're in a extreme parody right now. We've got nine, nine races and nine different winners yeah. going in a row here. Yeah, we, um, we went from looking like the same guys were going to win all season and we're just on a streak. Yeah. We thought Kyle Bush was going to win 15 races this yeah, year. So, right. um, I still think Kyle's Kyle's pretty much a lock to get there. Uh, it's going to be hard for him to, it's really going to be hard for Kyle Bush to miss the final, the final four at Homestead. Is Truex a lock? 
I agree with you on Kyle. I think Kyle's a lock. Yeah, Kyle's in. I, I think Truex is as close to a lock as you'll get without. If Kyle's 100% a lock, Truex is 98 somewhere. I mean, he's right there. Okay. I, you're giving Truex a little better than I think. I, I think he's in too, but I'm thinking more like a 90. Yeah, yeah Truex struggles um, at some places where you wouldn't think he would. And that, and that makes me a little bit worried about him, but uh, you know, he's, he's, is that team is really, really, I, the fact that that team was able to move from furniture row into oh, Joe God. Gibbs yeah, I know. and just be as seamless as it's been. And I mean, they've really, you know, they have like, missed a step. They, you know, they were, they were okay. So furniture row was, was Joe Gibbs supported, but they were not a Joe Gibbs team. No, we're talking, this is a shop that is halfway across the country from Joe Gibbs shop and not to say that there weren't probably any 78 cars in the Joe Gibbs shop. I'm sure there were at times, Um, but still you're talking a completely different organization, regardless of the connections, regardless of the conference calls, it was still a different organization to the Mm -hmm. point that they got screwed over on pit crews a couple years ago because Joe Gibbs didn't like how well they were doing. And so, and now, like you said, they're in house now and it's, it's amazing. They're, they did not lose a step at all. And yeah. that's, that's insane. Yeah. It's been, um, you I know, thought Cole they'd Herman. struggle, man. And they didn't, yeah. they didn't struggle a bit. No, they, you know what? They, they kind of stubbed their toe just a tad out barely. of the gate, but <laughs> barely. Yeah. Barely. It was, it was, yeah. I mean, seriously, it it's, was, it's not barely. enough to remember in history. Right. You know, they, they've, they recovered fast enough that you five years from now, we won't even remember it happened. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So, um, go ahead. So, well, I was just going to say some tracks to consider since we're talking a little bit about the playoffs here. Yeah. Um, just, just to consider for, for people who are listening and, you know, if you want to start getting the wheels turning in your own mind on who you think is going to make it here, because we're getting close. Um, you know, we've only got, uh, <laughs> let me see. Yeah. We got only got a couple more races yeah, until the, we got here. four or so, five, don't we? Yeah. So, um, no, we're yeah. Hawkins Glen was August 4th. So we got Michigan and Bristol and that's, that's it. We got so, should have the brickyard, right? The oh brick, yeah, in the brickyard. Yeah, brickyards after. There's, a, yeah, there's, after a, there's a week off. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the yeah. week off in there. Darlington's in there as well. So yeah, okay. you're right. Um, so yeah, we got Michigan, Bristol, Darlington, and Indy. Okay. Indy's the cutoff. I thought it was about four weeks left. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was looking at the. There was a. I'm looking at a PDF of the schedule, and there's a break <laughs> right there. I'm like, wow, Bristol's uh, Bristol's not the cutoff. What am I doing? Right. Um. But anyway, some tracks to consider. So the round of eight will be Martinsville, Texas, and ISM out there in Phoenix. Um, so Martin Truex Jr. at Texas, who I think might be pretty formidable. It's pretty good um, at Martinsville, too. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some tracks there where Truex will be good. Uh, Kyle Busch will be, um, I, you know, ISM, Kyle Busch could win there. Harvick can win there probably still, too. Kyle's going to get a win in each round, I would think. He's going to get at least one. Yeah, and he'll probably have enough, yeah, he'll have enough playoff points that he'll be the he'll yeah. be the cushioned, you know, driver there, too. So Right, especially if, he, if he's able to beat Logano in the regular season, too. Right, right. That's second round of the playoffs. That's Chase Elliott heaven right there. That's Dover, Talladega, and Kansas. So, yeah, yeah he should. If he if he gets through Vegas, Richmond, and Charlotte, he he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> so we brought that we brought that full circle for everybody. There See? you go. Um, we were talking about Truex. Speaking of Truex, uh, Truex was the only one who really had anything for Chase Elliott uh, at Watkins Glen. He was able to get to the back. Um, not really able to do much more than that. He was gaining some ground every time he got there. He'd kind of slip back. Uh, put in a pretty big effort, la- like lap to go, lap and a half to go in the in the inner loop, and just kind of blew it, and that was it. That was all she wrote. But uh, um, 
I don't know, man. You know, the, I heard a lot of criticism, people complaining about the fact that there were four or what, five lead changes throughout the entire race. Four leaders, yeah. obviously, all Chase Elliott. Um, yep. But Chase didn't run away with it as much. I mean, Truex was there yeah. through a lot of it. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like this was a decent Watkins Glen race. And, and in the era of stage racing at, at a road course, I thought this was one of the yeah. best stage races at a road course. It was a very gentle butt whooping. Yeah. You know, it like, was. Yeah. He, that's a good way to put it. Chase, it, Chase went out there. I mean, he, he whooped on him, but it, you know, there, there was a, you know, there was a lingering. It's he's not getting away. It's right. not like if, if you're at an oval, you know, like Truex at Charlotte a few years ago, where he just absolutely flat out beat the pants off everybody. But so here's the question is, was that artificial? So I, I know again, here we are talking about the arrow package, <laughs> but was that artificial in that it was easier to stick with him because of the big hole of air but also because of the big hole of air, once you got to that certain point, you couldn't pass them. So are you essentially creating a freight train with this package on this track? I have no idea. I mean, that's, we don't have any, <laughs> that was kind of a rhetorical question because we don't have any way of knowing the answer to that question. I wish I did. Right. Uh, <laughs> I wish I did. I just, I feel like, man, I, I was reading Twitter and people were so upset about the arrow stuff. I think and, the arrow package was responsible for Truex not making the pass because Truex sure. was faster. Yeah, and Watkins Glen is is fast. I right. mean, it is the fast road course. But the, uh, it's supposed to be hard to pass, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, tossed on this whole thing. I know we're trying to create this package that makes passing possible, but it also shouldn't be easy to pass the leader. So maybe this should. package works because it's easy to pass through the pack and get through the pack, or easier in many instances. Not every instance. Don't scream at me. But... But it's, it is hard to pass the leader, and maybe harder to pass the leader. Maybe that's a good thing. Well, and if somebody's as dominant as Chase Elliott, it's going to be hard. No yeah, matter exactly. What, like, it, or Joey Logano at Michigan, you know. Right. It's just there's going to be days where guys are just flat out better than everybody. It's yeah. not, you know. Yeah, then we're going to have dominant races. Now, yeah, that's, nine, 80 of 90 hard. laps is tough. I mean, yeah. we haven't seen – we've only seen a couple of performances like that, and I, this may be the first time we've seen it. Uh, since Jeff Burton did it in New Hampshire, that the, it wasn't Martin Truex Jr. doing it, but yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. What what would Martin Truex Jr. led what 590 miles out of 600 at Charlotte? Yeah, I mean, right. That, that's that was ridiculous. Right. So, but yeah, this was, you know, this well, and there we'll talk about it here in a second. But we there was a lot of things going on during the race that made this a good. That made well, this and that's the thing is like, yeah, maybe it wasn't super exciting up front, but there was so much action yeah. back in the pack. And I guess yeah. we can get right to that. Let's start with uh, with Kyle Busch. And, uh, well, first of all, Kyle had his troubles on Saturday, too. Yeah, um, he was having a heck of a weekend. Yeah, so um, the Saturday race was Kyle's to win. I mean, everybody, everybody was racing for second. It was over with before the thing even began. And then Kyle hits the interloop wrong and breaks the suspension. And now suddenly it's everybody, everybody else's race. And he had a run-in with somebody on Saturday, too, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't watch as much on Saturday. I don't remember who it was that he had the run-in with. And of course, it all kind of went out the window when he got into it with uh, with uh, William Byron on Sunday. So oh God. you have to forgive me a little bit here. So I was watching the race on delay on YouTube TV, and I had a glitch with YouTube TV to where when I skipped ahead, it would not show me the right preview on the screen. So it looked like if I tried to like go live when the race came back from commercial – 
I might have missed some parts, and I had to go back a long ways because they were showing the damage to Byron's front end, and I couldn't figure out when it happened because they showed it coming okay. out of commercial. So I might have missed some of this stuff because I also I didn't even see the um, Jimmy Johnson spin with Ryan Blaney either. I didn't see Blaney take Johnson out um, at all. I still have not seen that. So, uh, but anyway, so um, yeah, let's start with uh, let's start with with Kyle Busch and uh, and uh, um, William, William Byron, William Byron or, yes. or or Bubba Wallace. Well, let's start with let's first? start with Byron first. <laughs> so Kyle. Roughed. How did how did this all go down, James? I'm I'm trying to remember. They got it roughed up going through the inner loop, right? Um, and and Byron ended up having to shortcut it, right? And Chad Knauss came up over the radio and said, "If you let that bleep bleep <laughs> come around without hitting him, uh, you're in trouble." Yep. So. And we found out that Kyle Busch's rear bumper is much stronger than the front bumper on a Hendrick Motorsports car. Yeah, and Kyle Busch anticipated the hit and gave him the brake <laughs> check, and that pretty much was the day for William Byron. Yeah. Which is Byron, too bad because Byron was going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. He went after him. He was going to, you know, he was, uh, yeah, he was, <laughs> he yeah. was going to try to spin. I don't know if I would have won at him quite like that. I think Bubba Wallace might've nailed the payback <laughs> a little bit better, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's a tough break for Byron. I don't know why Knaus wasn't the cooler head there. That doesn't, yeah. scary, that doesn't seem like Chad to me, but oh, I, I think Chad is think. just as frustrated as Mr. Jimmy Johnson right now. Probably, you know, yeah. but yeah. neither of those two guys is used to losing and no. they've been losing a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then we, we get to uh, Kyle Busch and Bubba Wallace. Um, and I believe there was a run in first and then Kyle wrecked Bubba in the interloop. Right. Which yes. we didn't get a good replay of from what I could tell. So it wasn't entirely clear that Bubba got turned, just that all of a sudden Bubba was off the track. Yep. Um, but then Bubba made it pretty clear <laughs> by turning Kyle on the front stretch and uh, gaining thousands of new fans. <laughs> yeah, they were banging doors all the way down yes. the front stretch. And then Kyle got around him and didn't quite clear him. And Bubba <laughs> Bubba went for the old hook move, which was beautiful. He didn't end Kyle's day either. Right, he just yeah. flat out spun him. Yep. Oh. Um, so, James, I'm going to do a little callback here to a couple years ago. And we were at Michigan International Speedway, and it was our first NASCAR race covering. Um, yes. And Bubba Wallace beat Kyle Busch in the truck series. And you got to ask a question on how it felt to beat the, his old boss, Kyle Busch. And Bubba yeah. gave a great answer that it was great to beat him. And now we get to see a little bit more of that rivalry between the two. Yeah, we do. And, and Bubba, um, profanity laced oh, yeah. uh, raid. Uh, <laughs> tirade yeah. afterwards um basically i'm not going to put up with his bleep mm -hmm. so i flat out wrecked his bleep <laughs> speaking <laughs> so, of another guy who's frustrated bubba's very frustrated in the car that he's in right now yeah he wants to be doing better yeah and then the car's just not there the cars aren't there for him at richard petty and um yeah he's he's been struggling but uh i mean shoot <laughs> kyle bush is his boss man yeah. <laughs> i can't believe he i like he, to see some fire in old bubba i like yeah, that yeah that's the way to do it, though. Yep. You know, he's he's not going away because mm -hmm. he's he's fierce. Yep. He's not scared of anybody. It doesn't matter if Kyle Busch was signing his paychecks at one time. Um, and that's a little bit old school right there. Bubba's just a good old school kind of racer. So I love that. Here's a question for you. 
Um, we are Bubba Wallace fans. We, we've been a fan of Bubba Wallace since the truck series. We think he's a great personality. We think he's very important for the sport. We want to see him succeed in cup. That being said, you've got Bubba Wallace. Um, I don't have the point standings in front of me. Let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, we can get them real quick. Point standings. I've got right. Let's see who can get there first. It's a race. I'm going to lose. So, yeah, you're going to lose. Um, I can Bubba Wallace is 27th in points right now. 27th in points. Meanwhile, Kyle Busch is first in points. So yes. let's look back here where Bubba Wallace is. Corey LaJoy. This was going to be my example, and it works out perfect. Corey, Corey LaJoy is 29th in points. Mm-hmm. Kyle Busch bumps Corey LaJoy out of the way. Corey LaJoy comes back and, and wrecks Kyle Busch. I mean, in other case, just, he just spins him out because he didn't. Bubba didn't ruin his day, but he spins him out. Are mm-hmm. we praising Corey LaJoy for doing that? Or are we saying this guy is a back marker? Why is he interfering with a championship contender? Is it a, well, in it's the same decent, situation, same exact situation, same situation, take Bubba yeah, out, put Corey LaJoy in. If it's payback. See, I don't agree payback. with that. I, I don't agree with that. Honestly, James, I think we would be criticizing Corey LaJoy. I don't know if I would be. I don't think so. I think I would be. Now, again, I'm not saying I this makes me not like what Bubba did. I think Bubba needs to stand his ground. A and B, Bubba's a better driver than the car he's driving. Um, but well, so is Corey. So is Corey. That's LeJoy. true. That's they, also true. Corey LaJoy has, um, if, you know, he's he he had a almost a better coming up than than Bubba did. But I just I want to put it in perspective. So 24th, Ty Dillon. 25th, Daniel Hemrick. 26th, Michael McDowell. 27th, uh, Bubba Wallace. 28th, Ryan Priest, 29th, Corey LaJoy, 30th, David Reagan. I feel like any of those other drivers that if they're wrecking Kyle Busch, we're criticizing them, whereas Bubba were not. And maybe maybe the history that Bubba has with Kyle makes it more okay for him to do it. Maybe. I don't know. Here's the... Here's another here's another uh, addition to this scenario. Okay. Is are, are they battling for position? Because if they are, I True. think that matters more than if Corey LaJoy or Bubba Wallace is a lap down. If Bubba's a lap yeah. down and, and womps on him, then yeah, that's kind of different. Okay. But give me that. You know, remember when we were first introduced to stage racing and Kyle Bush was trying to lap Ricky Stenhouse Jr.? That's true. Way, way back when. And they were banging doors and Ricky, we were praising Ricky. He was holding on to his position. He was holding his ground. It wasn't a, it wasn't a wrecking situation, but dang, dang, if it didn't make for a heck of a show yeah. for one of those first stages. So that's true. I mean, yeah, I, I'm totally cool with it, man. I, I'm there's, there's doing what Bubba did. And then there's flat out stuff in somebody in a fence situation too. Um, you know, it could play out differently. I mean, he spins Kyle the wrong way and Kyle hits the wall really hard. Then we're probably having a different conversation too. Right. Quinn Hoff, Hoff is 33rd in points. Oh my God. <laughs> if Quinn Hoff does. Okay. One better. Jamie McMurray. <laughs> yeah. Is 35th in points. How bad oh is that? That you only yeah, two start. spots added Jamie McMurray. <laughs> <laughs> it is one start. I don't even know if he did that well at Daytona. Uh, oh I don't know. He only has 19 points. So. Yeah, so it was okay. It was an okay day. Um, so we, we hinted at the other disagreement. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Johnson was a little upset with Ryan Blaney after the race. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little, tiny bit. Um, yeah. Still was raging, which was, was the clip I was going to pull, um, but didn't get a chance to for the intro, which was Jimmy raging on NBCSN uh, about Ryan Newman after the or Ryan, Ryan Newman, Ryan, Ryan Blaney YRB. after the race. YRB. Yeah, YRB. <laughs> 
Um, Jimmy claiming that uh, he couldn't understand what Blaney was saying because his lip was quivering too much because he was scared. Whatever. Is Blaney's not scared of Jimmy Johnson. He Nobody didn't look scared. Got, first of all, Jimmy Johnson's never going to take a swing at anybody. Right. There's no physical fear there. Jimmy Johnson's about as scary as Spencer Gallagher. And I have a carton of vanilla ice cream in my fridge, and Jimmy Johnson is more vanilla than that dang carton of ice right. cream. Come on. He ain't making a swing at nobody. John West Townley may be scary. I mean, he had some good wrestling moves there at Gateway a couple years ago. That was always. <laughs> Things that like Stone Cold Steve Austin's coming after you. I mean, right. come on. But, uh, but yeah, so Jimmy is a little fired up at, at Blaney. Um, Again, I think this is just frustration for Jimmy Johnson boiling over. He's yeah, and that's what Blaney said. Yeah. It, you know, I was listening to Sirius and they were talking about it. And if you really think about it, Jimmy's never been through this. He has never struggled in the Cup Series ever. Yeah. He's always been a top 10 driver. Always. Yeah. And he ain't. Right no, he's not. He's 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 barely in the playoffs. He's in the playoff literally yeah. by the skin of his teeth right now. He was better in better playoff position last year than he is yeah. this year. He's really struggling yes. now. His no, cars aren't that bad. Yeah, it hasn't been. I feel like it hasn't been. I feel like the competition around him is probably elevated more so than he you, has had slippage. You know what? Maybe? Also makes it really frustrating when you're Jimmy Johnson and you can't win, when your teammate dominates the race and leads eighty of ninety laps. Yes. <laughs> yes. That couldn't help any. Yes. So, yeah, yeah Jimmy's Jimmy frustrated. Not a, he's not a spring chicken, man. He's, <laughs> you know, he's into his 40s now. It's not going to get any easier from here. Yeah. So here's a question, James. First of all, we go to Michigan this weekend. Any any blowover, any retaliation? Do we see anything from this at Michigan? And then next question, we go to Bristol the next week. Do we see anything <laughs> at Bristol as a result of this? I think Jimmy and and Ryan Blaney will clear things up before too long. Jimmy Jimmy's not a grudge holder. No, I, I think I feel like Blaney is the type of guy who just doesn't want to have somebody PO'd at him. Blaney just don't care, man. Yeah, he just it's like a, he's got that Clint Boyer thing where he's like, eh, okay, on to the next thing. Yep. Um, I think the Bubba Wallace Kyle Busch thing could linger for a little bit though. Yeah, the only difference, the only thing issue that I see there is that, um, I mean maybe Bristol we could see it because Bubba does run okay at Bristol. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I mean, these, guys, gonna be too fast. these yeah. guys are never next to each other. I mean, not at, not in Michigan, not at the big tracks. No. So I, I that's the only thing there. Um, Johnson uh, and Blaney will be racing around each other. Though. Yes, they will. They will. They will be near each other. From I, time. I will be willing to say that they probably won't give each other as much room as they would have otherwise. But I think that's all we see from it. TV is going to play this up like freaking crazy. Yeah. And Jimmy and is Bristol. Yes, I guarantee you Jimmy Johnson has a chance to bump Blaney out of the way for the win. Jimmy Johnson's going to do it. But I think Jimmy Johnson's going to do it if it's anybody in front. I think if his wife was running in front of him and he had a chance to win at Bristol, he'd bump her out of the way at this point. Well, I want to I want to say that I Jimmy Johnson will be the cooler head and he'll just do what he does. But, man, when we think back to what he did at the Roval last year and how uncharacteristically <laughs> dumb that was. Yeah. And maybe dumb's not the right word. He Out of character. That was out of yeah. character for Jimmy. Um, I mean, I think anything is possible. He's definitely desperate. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we talked last week on this podcast about how he seemed just lost mm -hmm. in that, in that article we had mentioned from NBC sports. Um, yeah, I mean, he's in a weird, he's just in a weird funk. Weird well, spot. There's, there was an article about retirement this week and he, yeah, I'm he telling didn't you. say he's not done at the end of next year. Next year's the year for me. I think he's, that's it. I think he's I done. I think if he time. clicks off a win or two and starts to be more competitive, 
that he, he signs another contract. I think if, if this slide continues, he's definitely done next year. Isn't it crazy how quickly it's over for these guys? It's just, it's just over. The competition is so good. There are yeah. so many good drivers. I mean, again, let's look at someone like, well, we're going to talk about Eric Jones again. Yes. This kid keeps... is freaking excellent. He's flying. And he can't win. We got Kyle Larson, who is arguably one of the best drivers in NASCAR and he can't win. And yeah, you know, that just goes to show you how tough this competition is. It's dang tough out there, man. It and, is and it's not just... the nineties anymore. There are, there yeah. are a lot of guys. There are 10 to 15 guys that given the right circumstances can win any weekend. And there's a couple guys that are so good that they make it look like there's only five who can. Exactly. But there yeah. isn't one little slip by Kyle Busch, who is probably the best driver on the track right now. Yeah. It can put him in 10th spot. You know, that's how good the competition is. Yeah. And and like we just said a little bit ago, nine different races, nine different winners right now. Yep. It's all across the board. You've got different teams that are pulling these races off. Um, gosh, you know, <laughs> I just I, I can't believe, you know, Kyle, we've talked about Kyle Busch and how he's probably going to get to 100 wins. Yeah. But who who knows, man, he might get to 80 and, you know, maybe he's in his age 40 season at that point or something or right. whatever, whatever, the, whatever the numbers are. And that's just it's just it. It's over. When he's, Jimmy won you know, his last race, there is nothing in my mind that would have said he was going to go multiple seasons without winning another one. Yeah. Nothing. And it's happened to all the greats, man. <laughs> it's happened to all of them. And, you know, but a lot of them sometimes not always. There's a lot of times that it happens this way. But there are also a lot of times where it'll sort of peter off. You know, yep. we'll only get a couple wins and then, oh, we just squeaked out a win this season. And then you yeah. got guys like Denny Hamlin who go an entire season. And you're going, yeah, Denny's done. He's going to be worried about his ride. He's not going to be they're going to be Joe Gibbs going to be giving him the boot. And then he clicks off, what, four wins this season or yeah, however many four got. wins and a Daytona 500. And he's, yeah, he's <laughs> Jeez. Fine. suddenly Denny Hamlin yeah. is. Yeah, Denny Hamlin's yeah. golden. He's sticking around. We're not worried about Denny. Yeah. Yeah, it's just some of these guys. I mean, we're seeing it with Kevin Harvick right now, too. I know yeah. he just won not that long ago, but there's slippage there, mm -hmm. and we're, we're seeing it. And Jimmy Johnson had shown slippage for a long time, was able to squeak out that seventh title. And since then, he's done pretty much nothing. If and, you're Jimmy Johnson, tell me you're not just hanging around Denny. Denny, what are you doing? What would you do different? How would you get back? <laughs> like, yeah, I would think I'll, Denny's like Jimmy's best bud. <laughs> Or Jeff Gordon, even Jeff yeah. Gordon had a nice resurgence. I yep. mean, he's he's the only driver who had who's really had that last moment, right? And and made it made something of it. Yeah. Um. Everybody else has just been done. Let's talk about a couple of guys fighting for their rides. Although chances are, at this point in the season, the decisions have been made and just things mm -hmm. haven't been signed and announced. But uh, Eric Jones, we mentioned, we're going to talk about him. Fourth place finish for Eric Jones. James yeah. asked me before the podcast, can you just he's just a top five guy every week right now, right? And I don't. I don't see a track where he's not going to be top five. That's just what yeah, Jones he's, is doing. Yeah, he's been a lock for the fantasy league, and yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's ripping them off. We we talked before the podcast, and just his last um, his last four races, he's just been, and it's it's been more than that if you go way back into the into the season. But um, yeah, it's all thirds, fourths, and seconds. He, right. He's just been he has just been phenomenal. How can you be that good and? going to lose your ride because that's the way it's sure looking um yeah. well and and de benedetto made a comment where he says he's fighting for his ride yeah. did you hear that at the end of the end well of the that's race? that's where i was going next it's it's pretty obvious that 
Matt needs a sponsor to to give him enough money to either field a second car at Levine Family Racing, or he needs a sponsor that's going to say, we'll take you over Eric Jones, which I love Matt. I want to see Matt get a, get a decent ride, and he's obviously got a decent ride right now. Um, but sorry, Matt, they're going to choose Eric over you. I guarantee Chris, it. Yeah, Matt, it's yeah, it's Jones, it's Christopher Bell, and they're yeah. they're trying to figure it out. Christopher Bell is not going to the Levine Family Race, and that is that is Eric Jones's ride. I guarantee you, Eric Jones is in the ninety five yeah. next year. Joe Gibbs has got to be looking at this and and thinking we can't do this again. I know you can't think. do this again because his season has just been. But what do you do if you go and you take? Christopher Bell and throw him in the Vine Family Racing's car, and suddenly he's kicking your butt. I mean, why can't they put him there for a season or two? I don't know. The sponsor's going to dictate it, though. And it seems like Bell's got the support that they're going to pay to see him in the in the twenty car. I just hope not, man. I, I hope not. I love I, Christopher Bell. There's but I hope there's not. so much talk from people in the industry, and I, I'll see more this weekend, obviously, because I'll be a lot closer to it. Um, but there's so much talk from people in the industry that it's a foregone conclusion that at this point it's a foregone conclusion. This is done. This there, would... There's just no way that this is not, that it, this is still carrying the storylines like it is. Now, the only, the only example that I can think of differently is, wasn't it, was it Brad Keselowski a couple of years ago that everybody was certain was leaving? Yeah. And then he ended up yeah. sticking around. That's, that's yep. about the only time I can think of where people were talking this certainly about something that hadn't been announced and, yeah. and had it not turn out to be true. Yeah, it's just it's a bummer because it it's going to be such a it's going to be such a huge step back, and he's got such momentum. I think going. the one who's the biggest who's going to be the biggest bummer, and this is De Benedetto, because yeah. Jones is going to be able to go to that car and probably be pretty competitive. And I guarantee, I I, I can almost guarantee you that there this is going to be good for Levine Family Racing too, which is why they're going to buy into this deal because they're going to get the Furniture Row support. I'll bet you, yeah. they're going to get yeah. the the Eric Jones support at Furniture Row that's going to help them become a powerhouse team down the road yeah. as well. Um, but Matt DiBenedetto is going to get left out in the cold unless they, unless they can come up with some money to field a second car for him. And if you're, if you're Eric Jones, you got to sway a little bit of power here and try to, you know, I would, I don't know what you, what you could do. I'd talk to Stuart Haas racing. Yeah. I would do something. Else. I mean, I would not take a step back to nope. a small, smaller team. I agree. I think, in the, I think Jones has the bargaining chips. You would think with the finishes he's got, he doesn't have the wins, but he's got the potential. So he's right there, man. He's, I think he's a championship contender. Uh, he's in that group of, of you guys. Like if he made it to Homestead, I wouldn't be shocked right now. Yeah. But I, I know it's, a, he's a little bit of a reach still, but I wouldn't be shocked. He, he's got one win and he's got a lot of top fives. But he's also in, let's just say, the best car in the field. He is. Yep. You know, he's, he's driving. What he should he's do. driving Kyle Busch's car, and if he again, just like Kyle Busch says about his KBM trucks, if he can't win in Kyle Busch's car, maybe he's not good enough. Right. He's the only guy in that Joe Gibbs camp that's not winning. That's true. So, I mean, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a fair. It's a fair point. But he's right there. Yeah, he is. Yep, he's right there. And, you know, he's a Michigan boy, so I'm going to cheer for him all the way through anyway. Um, I love Christopher Bell, but I want to see Jones. I love Jones, all these guys. Jones was my pick. Jones was my pick to be like the next Jimmy Johnson. I still think he's got it. He could do it, man. I, I, I love all these guys. It's not an anti-Christopher Bell thing for me. No. These are just – this is why I wish we had more competitive teams in the yep. sport. That's why we need another manufacturer especially. Yeah, we just need more competitive teams because these guys should not be. We just got done talking be. about how competitive it is, but we I want know. more competitive. We want well, that's great though. I mean, that's better for the sport. Right, more competition is always better for the sport. Right. 
Uh, all right. Anything else? Anybody else we want to single out here out of uh, Watkins Glen? We talked quite sucks a bit about that, it. Kind of sucks that we're leaving Watkins Glen behind us. It's one of my favorite races of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good race. But I've always yeah. I've always had a had a soft spot for Watkins Glen. I think probably because my Michigan race was always the August race. So Watkins Glen meant next week I'm going to the track. Yes. So yeah. that helps with it. But it's a road course and it's a good track and. Yeah. You know what? I'm even I'm even over the run the boot. Let's just keep running the track we got. This track Whatever was pretty good got, this yeah. weekend. Yeah. And I I always I fell in love with this track because one I always enjoyed road course racing, but Tony Stewart when I was <laughs> when I was a younger younger man, um <laughs> that was my dude. So yeah. uh every time I went to Watkins Glen, I was always even if Tony was having a bad season, that was always a race he was going to be able to win. Right. And I was or looked forward to it. I really was never a giant fan of Watkins Glen because I kind of felt like it was a kind of like a super speedway NASCAR and version yeah. of the road course. But yeah. I think I appreciate the speed and, and what it brings versus like Sonoma. And they've I mean, they've dumbified Sonoma so much that even of course, they've done it to Watkins Glen too. the. OK, so here's a question for you before we leave Watkins Glen. I, I wanted to bring this up. So especially coming out of the. Uh, carousel turn you're seeing it the most they put mm-hmm. that that asphalt strip in out there to keep cars from hitting grass and now the track isn't the track i mean they're running it's way super off the track. wide yeah so yeah. this how, is a bromberg this is a bromberg uh tweet is it yeah so how do you yeah. fi- how do you fix this because i don't want to do formula one that says you're gonna get penalized when you leave the track because that's not what we do in nascar but i don't like them using that i think that that hurts the racing by allowing them to have that wide of a runoff coming off the turn. So how do you fix it? What do you roughen it, rough it I, up out there or something? I like, I like runoff, not that much runoff. Um, one of my favorite turns actually, is, and Sonoma lost it when they, when they ran, uh, um, when they added, oh shoot, what's the, what's it called? The car- not the carousel. What is Sonoma's new edition called? Uh, Dang it. The carousel. God. Oh, is it the, the carousel? Okay. The, what they went back to the old one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the carousel. Yeah, That's the carousel. Yeah, the, okay, thank you. Yep. God, I'm struggling <laughs> today. My brain. But, it's so different from the Watkins Glen carousel that it's hard to. Yeah, I know, it, I know. It. We lost, uh, we lost that turn. I think it was turns five. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They jump over they that curb jump, and almost hit the wall. Hit the wall was right there. Yeah, I yeah. loved that turn. Yeah, I agree um, with you. I don't see. I don't. But we have too much runoff at, at the Glen. Too it's much. All runoff, and I and I I understand it you put sand where it used to be in the inner loop and you have cars getting stuck all the time, but okay. That brings you cautions too, which is good. Um, and you know, you have to consider too, that NASCAR is not the only sport that runs there. Other sports run there too. That sand can flip vehicles and stuff like that. The asphalt's the asphalt's better as for a safety aspect than anything else. And you gotta, you gotta remember how dangerous that spot is. There's been some really nasty crashes there yeah, in the past the before reason, they put that runoff. Yeah. In. The reason that inner loop is there is because of, on the back stretches because of all the crashes and going into that turn too. Um, yeah. the carousel turn. So, I mean, I get it. I just don't like it and I don't know how to fix it because you don't want to put grass back Unless there you, again. You don't want to put yeah. sand back there again. Unless you bring the wall in. Yeah. But then you got more. a wall there. So exactly. So you're not, I mean, let them run off. You can let them run off to a certain point, but that's I guess it's lot. just something we got to deal with. But I feel like, I don't, I don't like how wide they can run off that inner loop. That, that was, that's the part that bothers me everywhere else. I guess I'm okay with it, but I don't know. Yeah. Put some rumble strips in there that make it really rough and just upset the cars, but put the turtles in. Yeah. You can put the turtles. Yeah. Ah, let's put some turtles in. That's what we need. A couple strips yeah. of turtles. They won't be running up there. 
Exactly. You can't hop the turtles. <laughs> then they go sideways and go flipping. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Never in a big that never in big trouble. Yeah. All right. Anything else on Watkins Glen? No, I think uh no, I think that's it. Um, Thursday before Watkins Glen, we got to get dirty with the, uh, whatever the heck they are. Gander Outdoors Truck Series, the Eldora Dirt Derby, uh, Stuart Friesen. I, he was my pick, James. I told you it was going to happen. I had the feeling. I had the feeling after talking to him at Kentucky that this was going to be it. And Stuart Friesen gets his first Truck Series win on the dirt at Eldora. Um, let's talk about this race a little bit too, because I thought, let's put it this way. Eldora is a great race. Do not take this as me dissing the best race in the truck series. And with the way this race was still the best race in the truck series, but this was the worst Eldora dirt derby we've had in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. There was a few factors in there. Um, <sighs> cautions were out of 68 control. laps of caution. Yeah. In a 150 lap race. Percentage of race run under caution, according to racing reference, 45.3%. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That average needs to stop. Green, yeah, I was just going to say average green flag run, 6.3 laps. We've got a very sh- – this is 150 laps and a half-mile track. This is a short race. It's a race that apparently you can run without a pit stop. There mm-hmm. is no reason to count caution laps during this race. Yeah, there is no reason. So that needs to stop. Um, I, I would I hope NASCAR addresses that Eldora next season and we don't count. Eldora has always struggled with the cautions. Yes, they have the, since, since its inception. The biggest problem, I think, with Eldora and, and this I'm kind of talking out my butt right now, but I don't know if they have multiple scoring loops like they have at the other tracks and mm-hmm. they run into a lot of scoring issues because of the way pit road works. So, for example, I'm a race director at our local track. We, when we score the cars, when we throw the caution, we revert back to the last lap, um, past. But if sometimes you get a car that will pit, um, but he didn't go a lap down, but he shows a lap down on the computer. And the way we fix that in the computer is we just push a button that just adds a lap. Well, NASCAR doesn't do that. They don't have the ability to do that with their system. And I don't know if it's because of just how they run the system, if it's a limitation to the system, if it's something to keep them from being able to screw up a result. But if you lose a lap in the system and you weren't supposed to, they have to have you gain the extra lap. You have to cross the line an extra time. And because of the way they pit, they can't pit the full field at one time. If they have caution laps during that, then it screws up the scoring. In the same aspect as the field is frozen before they pit, they're supposed to come off pit road at the same, it's the same way they went on to pit road. But then when you have some guys pitting and some guys not pitting, that screws things up too. And so from a logistical standpoint, I understand why they have those issues, but because of that, they need to fix that for the fans yeah, and not count the caution laps. And we don't have to worry about it. I think, um, Roger Slack and Tony Stewart, NASCAR are already trying to figure this out yeah. because this was the extreme bad yes. example of, of what could happen. And it was still a great race. I don't care as much right. <laughs> as much. I mean, even a bad dirt derby is better than, uh, <laughs> Right. That no, that no dirt derby, you know? Now, the other issue. I don't know. They, we had a new tire this year. It was I new tire, yeah. I don't know if they were. I know the track was different in that they had much less activity on the track during the day before the mm-hmm. truck race than normal. Um, but we had one lead change. One. We had two leaders. Yep. One lead change. Chase Briscoe led one through 93. Stuart Friesen led 94 through 150. That's it. One lead change. 
Um, yep. And you could not pass. There was one guy who could pass on the inside of the track, and that was Chase Briscoe, and that was it. Yes. And, and he got stuck. He got stuck at the end and couldn't go anywhere. Well, he wrecked half himself three times and wrecked yes. half. I mean, he did, yep. the, he did the Kyle yep. Larson he without hitting the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, that was an issue too. So they need to work on the track or work on the tire or whatever. Something didn't work there. Um, one lead change on the best race of the season is not good. Um, yes. So it, th- I, I do know one casualty of this was I did not hear a peep this week about running the Cup Series on dirt. Not a peep. Yep. So it also didn't hurt that for that storyline that the race butted right up against qualifying for the cup series. So the next day we were or right up to practice at Watkins Glen. So we weren't even, we didn't even care about truck series anymore once Watkins Glen started. So yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a few things to work on. Still a great race, but uh didn't, was not what, uh, what we'd, uh, we'd like to continue yep. to see. Um, one storyline that did come out of it. Let me pull it up here. Uh, we had in the penalty report this week, major, major penalty to the number two team of, uh, what's his name? James, help me. The O2? No, number two. Oh, yeah. Sheldon, Sheldon Creed. Creed. Sheldon Creed. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Uh, Sheldon Creed, um, they lost a weight during practice and very severe penalty to yeah, uh, Sheldon yeah. Creed's team. Loss of crew chief, truck chief, engineer, all suspended for the next three point yeah. series races for the Camping World Trucks or the Gander Outdoors Truck Series. Uh, September 10th, 2019, they're eligible to come back. That's a big, big penalty. Yeah, well, we've seen this before. We've seen weight yep. come out before, and NASCAR's hammered teams for yes. it. Yes, this is this is a big no-no in NASCAR. These weights are very dangerous. They we've had them come through windshields of cars. Um, if one hits the fence, gets kicked up and hits the fence at 100 miles an hour, not going to happen in Eldora, but I don't think the trucks ever hit 100 miles an hour there. But needless to say, if it hits the fence at 100 miles an hour, it's going to hurt somebody in the stands because the fence ain't stopping it. So exactly. Um, yeah, big deal, and NASCAR takes it seriously. Very obviously that they do. Um, no points, no, uh, monetary fine. Don't know if that had to do with the fact that it didn't happen during the race or if it had to do with the fact that it's a truck series, they don't have a bunch of money to spend anyway, but either way, three made, I, I was listening to, to Sirius tonight and John Hammond said they basically, the only one they didn't send home is a driver, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheldon gets to keep on racing. Yep. So, um, and you know, good on NASCAR. That's a, that's a big deal. Penalize yeah. that stuff. It doesn't happen very often when it does, they yeah. need to penalize it. I can't remember. I can't recall when the last time lead came out of a car, but it's happened. It's happened before. I, and I remember it would be, it was very severe. Yeah. So at least they're sticking on their brand here and, and making sure that, you know, this team's got to keep, got to make it safe. Yep. Definitely. Biggest thing in NASCAR safe safety. There you go. Uh, let's talk points for the cup series. Uh, right now, bubble drivers. Let's look at Eric Jones. He's pretty comfortable. 54 points ahead of the gap in 13th place. Kyle Larson, 46 points up, um, four races to go. I think they're pretty good. I think if they manage their, uh, their races, they can kind of point. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's in good shape. Um, Clint Boyer, he is in a struggle spot, 15th, 12 points to the good. And we talked about Jimmy Johnson. He has the tiebreaker in 16th right now at plus zero. He's yep. tied with Ryan Newman, who is 17th in the points. Uh, Daniel Suarez, minus 23, probably the only other one that's in reach points-wise. Uh, Paul yep. Menard is minus 61. Um, Paul Menard is not getting in without a win, more than likely. Nope. Yeah, it's it's really down to four drivers. Yep. Uh, Boyer to Suarez, that's our, that's our grouping, and... And um, I don't know, man. 
I, I said last week I had more confidence that Johnson was going to sneak in here. And, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I don't know. I I don't know. I think. <sighs> in th- in theory, he there's no way Ryan Newman should be hanging around with Jimmy Johnson. No, I, but I think I think it's going to be Boyer and Newman. I think jo- yeah, Johnson's you think out. Newman's gonna hang- yeah, I still think Johnson will find his way in. He'll race good at Michigan. He probably he won't win, but no, uh, he'll be good there. He'll be good at Bristol. He'll I think he'll be fine. Indy's coming up. Johnson's always you know been good at Indy, so. Johnson's um, been good everywhere, James. Well, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm talking out of my butt half the time. With <laughs> stuff anyway, but it, but we we've already covered it. This is a new era for Jimmy Johnson, so it's yeah, hard to say. But it is. I still have confidence um, that he'll he'll be the one to get in here. Um, do we care? We kind of already mentioned it, but nine races, nine different Cup winners. Do we care? I love it, but I think it comes to an end this week. Um, that's a little foreshadowing for my pick. <laughs> I agree with you. I think it does come to an end this week as well. Um, I, uh, I like it. I think it's good. I do too. I love the parody. I, yeah. I mean, I'm glad we're not talking about Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. Every week winning nope. races. It's, nope. it's good. I yep. can tell you that won't be my pick this weekend at Michigan. It's Kyle Busch. Uh, he sucks at Michigan. <laughs> he hates Michigan. He hates Michigan. Yep. Uh, let's hit some news real quick. Uh, big news this week for me. Anyway, I thought I was pretty excited about this. I believe this will be the first weekend that we've seen traction compound on a track owned by International Speedway Corporation, or now NASCAR. The glue uh, is coming. <laughs> PJ1 will be down on the track at Michigan International Speedway. Uh, I didn't read the article, James. They'd say where it's going to be. I'm assuming Upper Groove. Yep, Upper Groove, uh, 40 feet. Uh, it'll be apply- it will be applied to the top 40 feet in the corners. So okay. one and two and three and four. This, I think, uh, changes this race big time. Yes. I, I hope... I hope that the corner speeds aren't too high for this to be effective because they could be. Um, we saw it at Kentucky. We they were using the traction compound in three and four, but they were not in one and two. Um, one and two is the faster turn at Kentucky. It's got more banking, so it's possible that this could be completely ineffective. But I'm hoping they get up there and start using the stuff. And if they do, this is going to be a completely different race at Michigan, and it yeah. will be back to what we're used to at Michigan. Yeah, and Clint Boyer said uh, had a good quote. He said he uh, back in June he had never been penalized for trying to make a pass in his whole life since he was four years old. He says, <laughs> um, but during the June race he was uh, he was eliminated in an accident, finished thirty fifth. You get a run on somebody, you can't make a complete pass, and by the time you get to the next corner, you've already been passed by four of the people. It was really frustrating. <laughs> so that's what they are hoping to avoid. And Clint is a big fan of the traction compound. He was very happy with it at uh, Kentucky. So yes. He, he um, specifically said before qualifying or after I can't remember if it was before his qualifying run or after it, but specifically said that NASCAR should be using it more often. Yep. NASCAR has also said that they will be considering using it for ISM for the penultimate race for the cup season. Good. I think that's necessary. That's definitely necessary. Yeah. That was actually what I saw first. I saw them mention ISM and it's like, Oh man, I, man, I hope they run Michigan, but man, it's getting late to make an announcement. And then like 15 minutes later, there was an announcement that they were doing it at Michigan. So yep. NASCAR, happy. yeah, NASCAR has used the compound every week since um, since um, Pocono. Wait, they let me see. I'm gonna make sure I get this right. The traction compound was most recently used in July at Pocono, New Hampshire, and Kentucky. Right. It is not used at Watkins Glen, so that will continue. Um, uh, I think it's five out of six races in a row that we've had it now. And I believe because Pocono is not is or not a NASCAR track. Um, yeah. Kentucky and um, New, Hampshire. New Hampshire are both SMI, SMI, SMI tracks. 
Yes. That I still believe this is the first ISC track to run the traction. Yeah, I think you might be right because I don't remember them running it at like Auto Club or any of those other ones. No, either. I know they didn't run it anywhere there, and they have not run it at ISM previously, right? Yeah, we've not no run it at Phoenix. No Kansas. No, I don't believe they. I don't think, so. they I don't ran think it they've Kansas. run it at Kansas. Yeah, don't so. think so. Yep. So you're probably right. There you go. Um, so good. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it on an ISC track. I was wondering if it was ever going to happen because. Uh, it, it's helped it let's put it this way it has not hurt i've not seen the traction compound hurt a race yet yeah so, it's a good addition yep yep and i know a lot of people are against it you don't engineer races blah 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 but i don't know i've become a dirt fan and guess what you engineer a dirt track you yep. certainly work a dirt track in to make sure that it's going to do what you want it to do for the race that it, that it provides good racing and you do the same thing on an asphalt track you just can't plow the plow the asphalt you know you have have something and you set it and that's what it is but um Let's, this yeah, gives us you, an option to not rip up a track. You practice for hours on a weekend and the track rubbers in and it rains. Yeah. That's that's the same type of thing. Yep. You know, you lose all that grip you put into the track with the rubber. So you're just putting the PJ1 down and it is what it is, man. There you go. Let's keep let's run it. We got to see it. Let's see it. Um, James, you take the next two because I don't even know about them. <laughs> yeah. So um, just some quick one. We got some quick news notes. Um, Eric Jones is doing a big article with the with uh, the Players Tribune. That's a um, athlete run uh, sports news website. Cool. Um, so he is at a track that's pretty close to Eric and I over at Owasso Speedway. Uh, Eric used to race out there um, in his younger days. So I'm um, assuming there's going to be a cool little video article type thing coming. So I'm looking forward to seeing that and, and getting some uh some sights and sounds from from Eric Jones's youth. Um, fun little side note: I used to, when I was a kid, used to work on a late model with my dad and some other, um, my godfather and a few others. And I was I was in charge of cleaning this late model, <laughs> and it turned that guy ended up winning three track championships at Owasso Speedway during that nice. time. So, yeah, kind of a cool little thing, kind of a nice tie into to my youth there. Little piece of trivia for my youth: I my now wife and I went to a race and watched the ASA late models compete at Dixie Motor Speedway uh, in Birch Run, just a little bit away from Owasso, and watched the ASA late model race there. There was a kid there that dominated and won the race, was the youngest winner in ASA late model series history, and that was Eric Jones. So Eric Jones. There you go. Yeah, he's he's Byron, Michigan. He's Didn't know who he own. was at the time. Just knew he was a Michigan boy, and he was the youngest guy. He was like, I forget how young he was. He was really young then. And he was then, racing ASA. He was a baby. Yeah, a couple years later, yeah. he was running truck series. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's a good story. I like that. There you go. Um, the and next I only remember I it. I only remember it because I don't remember it from the time. I remember that it was a really young driver that won it. And then I remember after Eric Jones got in the truck series, there was a story about him winning, being the youngest driver, winning at Dixie and the year in the ASA late model series. And it clicked that I was there that year and that was him. So the more shocking thing is that you got Cade to um, go to on a date night to the racetrack. That's pretty cool. Hey, she's always been on board with the race and stuff. Oh, she always goes. I'm not saying that she doesn't go. Her last her last NASCAR race she went to is the Kentucky race, the truck series race. And she didn't sleep during it. She's a trooper. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, she, she came to the Daytona 500 with me, man. Did she? Fall? Well, I already she know she slept the during the Daytona 500. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, to be clear, she slept through the most boring part of the race, but she did sleep during the Daytona 500 in the stands. Yes. Right, sometimes you got to do that. It's a long day. It's a long day down there, Daytona. Yeah. Um, so another <laughs> another quick news item I got. Um, it's uh, Adam Stern had reported that NASCAR and the teams are working towards a renewal of the charter system and what those terms are going to be. 
um, and anticipate that the NASCAR teams are going to be looking for a little bit bigger piece of the pie <laughs> than what they are currently getting. And I think that they should yeah. get a piece of the pie. I agree. Um, the, so the right now the, the charter system runs through the end of the 2020 season. Um, but the, but right now they got to negotiate what they want the revenues to be from 2021 through 2024. That will be that next agreement. So NASCAR has a deadline of November 1st to make this happen. Um, so we'll see I, I, under the current deal, um, teams get uh, about $260 million in total that are distributed amongst themselves and based on how valuable their charter is. That's why you see the 77 car still out there. Right. Uh, cashing them checks because that's a valuable charter. So they get yep. a bigger piece of that pie. So something to keep an eye on, on the business side. Um, we don't talk about the NASCAR business side very much, but when it comes up, it's, it's worth mentioning. I think there you go. Um, couple of things really quick. I'll throw this just popped up on Twitter and made me realize that we want to add this too. Uh, we of course have Darlington coming up. We like to every year kind of hit on the, the special schemes that we really like. And Bubba Wallace announced a great one today. James tweeted or uh, texted it to me. Uh, Adam Petty tribute on Bubba Wallace's yeah, car. Bubba hinted, and I can't remember if it was when he was talking to reporters around me at one of the tracks I was at or if it was on TV, but I, I remember him hinting that he was looking at running, that there would be an Adam Petty uh, throwback scheme. So Love very, it. Very cool to see that. The old, uh, it was, it's, was the, the Spree. Spree? No, the, yeah, Spree. Yeah. That's right, Spree. Yep, the spree car had the purple, green, and orange, and then he uh, Adam Petty rode the the sprint car for a while, the black and red, yep. which was also a nice looking scheme back yep. in the day. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> um, trivia question, James. This this was on Sirius on my way home. I I wanted to throw it out there. This was if you if you get this correct, you would have won tickets to the Thursday and Friday shows at Bristol Motor Speedway next weekend. Um, so here it is. Trivia question: Who was the first driver? to win in the truck series and the Xfinity now Xfinity series at Bristol motor speedway, the first driver to have a win in both series, not in the same weekend, nothing to do with the sweep. Who was Just the first ever? driver? Yes. The first driver to get a win ever. in both series. Oh man. Okay. I'm not going to look anything up. Okay. I'm not going to look anything up. I was Kyle Bush is too. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Bush is too obvious. Yes. It's not, it's not Kyle, Kyle Bush. Bush is too, okay. I'm gonna go in the wayback machine. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't. And I don't know if he's ever won Xfinity, but I'm gonna say Ron Hornaday. Nope. How's that sound? Nope. Damn. Not even close. Not even close. Damn it. Not okay. even close. I'll give you one more. Take one more. One guess. more guess. Think. Uh, one, I'm trying to think. Guess. Let me think of an example I can give you. Give me a. Can <sighs> you give, give me a, a time frame? Maybe. Maybe give me. Give me uh, an error. Hold on a second. Let me double check here really quick. Sorry, I'm going to kill a little time this, here. Uh, this is really good. This is good. I, li I like adding the trivia questions to our... Uh, I know. We to need our, to do this more often. Make me look like more of an idiot than I, I already do. I feel really stupid that I didn't think of the obvious choice, which is wrong, by the way, but that I didn't think of the obvious choice. Oh, you know who it was? I think. Hold on. <laughs> let me look here really quick. I want to give you the hint I'm not first. cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm still sitting here. Okay. So it wasn't there. 2006. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> Here's the hint. Okay, won, I get a hint. He won his truck series race in 2006. Dang. <laughs> You're still not going to get it. I guarantee you won't get this. You could very well guess the one who almost did it. 
2006. So that must be, man. I'm going to guess Kevin Harvick. No. Okay. So when I say who you, who you should think it is, you're going to go, Oh yeah, it would be him, but it's not. I was thinking, I was thinking Kurt Busch too. No, I thought Kurt Busch too, but I don't think Kurt, I don't even, Kurt skipped the Xfinity series. Yeah, he did. He didn't really race there. So Carl Edwards is a really good choice, right? Yeah, he was really on my good list choice. Too. However, Carl Edwards won his Xfinity race the season. I believe it's the season after this driver won his truck series race. Carl won the truck series previously. So the win, the, the driver who did it first, he won in the Xfinity series uh, like three times, I believe, at Bristol. And in 2006, it was, let's see, August 23rd, 2006, Mark Barton won the Camping, the Camping World Truck Series race at Bristol Motor Speedway to be the first Son driver to gun. win in the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series at Bristol Son Motor Speedway. Yep. Not the kid, Martin. Mark doesn't have very many Truck Series starts, but he has a lot of wins in the Truck Series. A lot series. of wins in the Truck Series <laughs> starts. Yeah, he ripped them off there. Yep. 2006, I should have known. That was right. Yeah, he was racing the old Scots, number six, Ford F-150. He was, he, it was for Jack Roush that he won that race. So. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, I wanted to bring this up. Mark yes. Martin's memory... When he sh- when people share stuff with him on Twitter, <laughs> I know he is able to me- remember the most ridiculous details. I think he's a genius. I'll tell you what, Mark. I met Mark once. We did an autograph session at Kmart in Jackson before the MIS race. We stood in line forever for Mark. Forever. I mean, it was an hour and a half. We stood in line waiting for Mark. And previous to this, we stood in line for Bill Elliott once at Meyer. And Bill Elliott did what most drivers do at these autograph signings. There's a million people. They don't acknowledge them. They sign an autograph. They hand it to you. Sign an autograph, hand it to you. They barely even know you're there. So Mark's talking to people as they come through. And my stepdad had an Ernie Irvin Kodak shirt on. And he gets to the table. And Mark looks up to him and says, oh, Ernie, yeah, his wife just had a baby. Do you know that? And he starts talking to my stepdad Jeez. about Ernie Irvin. It's like, I'm not surprised. holy cow, man. Mark Martin, freaking best driver. I mean, just best guy ever. Yeah. It's a shame he doesn't hang around the sport anymore. I know, it really is. He is something else. He still he, got I a thought... lot of wisdom when he was at Michigan last year, or two years ago. I don't remember. I think it was two years ago. Or no, it was last year. It was last June, I think. Um, he had a lot of wisdom. He had a lot of lot to say about the sport. Dude, the dude, somebody sent him a picture of a, of him <laughs> driving way back in the way back in the early 80s. And he goes, yeah, Mark Martin set, you know, second, started second in this race and blah, blah, blah. Mark re- replies... <laughs> Yeah, we couldn't. We burned up a set of tires that day, and we couldn't put the stagger in it the way I wanted. And, I, and he knew, like, he knew the degrees and the dimensions. Yeah. I was just blown away. I was like, sometimes I feel like these drivers do that, and like if you went and looked it up, they're just completely wrong. But then I don't if you do look it up, they're right. He's a genius, dude. That, that's part. He's not of the only guy, a... though. There's guys like that. Kyle Busch is the same Kyle way. Kyle Busch is like that. Yeah, Kyle Busch is like that. They did a yep. segment on Fox where Daryl went with Kyle. They blindfolded Kyle put a trophy in front of Kyle. Kyle felt the trophy and said what race it was, what year it was, what he, what, how the race went. It was amazing. Yeah. These drivers, I think these drivers, that's, that's part of what makes them successful is they have to be like super detail oriented like yeah, that. It's, it's crazy. It freaks me out really because crazy. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> I know. Me too. Same way. It's crap. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. All right. We go back to the track this weekend. It's Michigan international speedway, the home track for us. I will be there. Um, despite the craziness in my life, I've still made time this weekend. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I'll be at the track too late to cancel. Now, uh, it's consumers energy 400 at Michigan international speedway. I'm curious. Do you think Roger Curtis will be there? James, 
Working for consumers. He energy might now. be. Yeah, he's hanging around. Yeah. I Roger, hope he is. Roger Curtis, former president of Michigan International Speedway. Um, now works as, I think he's the vice president of communication for Consumers Energy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, marketing or communication, something like that. Yep. There you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. We, again, traction compound on the track. Should be a different weekend. I'm bringing some help to the track this weekend. Not James, because James disses me all the time now. Yeah. Um, he's just, he's too big to be at the track. So, um, Ryan Collier, one of our listeners uh, and followers, he's a friend of mine. Uh, awesome photographer. Excellent photographer. He's coming out. He'll be there Sunday. We'll get some awesome photos from the track. We'll share those. Um, you guys can check him out. Um, and it'll be his first time in the down in the pits at the track. So he's pretty excited. Should be cool. So that's awesome. Um, I get the first pick, James. I don't know how that happened. Do I really get the first pick? You do. Yep. Am I going to screw you over when I take my pick? Nah. No, you don't think so? No, I think so. Um, I don't know how you can possibly go against the guy who dominated this race in June, right? You did ruin it. <laughs> Good. I'm going to make you think. I'm taking Joey Logano, man. I can't not take Joey. All right. I don't want it to be Joey because, again, I have a streak going. I've never had a repeat winner at a race that I've covered for the Cup Series. But I, I don't, you can't bet against Joey. Dang. <laughs> Sorry, right, James. I'm going to go a little bit of a reach then. Okay. Um, a little bit. But I'm going to go with the hot hand. I'm going to go with Eric Jones just because I want it so bad. Yeah. I want I, it so bad. I want him to see Eric. It'd be, you know, it'd be so funny because I've been waiting for Brad to win at his home track for all this time. And if yes. Eric gets it done before Brad does. Poor Brad. Yeah, I know. He'll be good though. Yeah. Brad will be good. Brad's a good pick. You know, it's funny. I pulled up the average finishes here and I'm not even going to look at it. Yeah. He's one of the best ones. <laughs> he has 20 starts and his average finish is 11.6. He is second best only behind Chase Elliott. Who... How do we not? Neither of us picked Chase Elliott. Yeah, he's top ten every time he goes there. Yeah, it's and he's yeah. he ran well there in in June. He just yeah. fresh off a win. Yeah, there's there's some good young dudes that run Michigan. Really, Michigan's always been pretty friendly to some some of the youngers. But you left Ryan Newman on here. I'm not picking Ryan Newman, James. I do get the first dark horse though. You do get the first dark horse. Go for that, man. I'm gonna take Daniel Hemrick because Daniel Hemrick, of what he did in June. Okay. Um, he has one start and a twelfth place finish. So there you go. Okay, I'm going to ask if it's okay for me to pick the dark horse that I want to pick. Actually, the dark horse I want to pick is Jimmy Johnson, but um, I'm not going to pick Jimmy Johnson. You can't pick seven-time champ as a dark horse, despite how bad he's running. Ever, ever, um, ever, ever. Even if he got in the car that Ryan Newman is driving, I, we not still would pick Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson yeah. is not allowed to be a dark horse. So the one I want to pick has a couple wins, but I don't think he's a front runner by any means. Can I pick Austin Dillon as a dark horse at Michigan? I will allow it. All right. I'm going Austin Dillon then as my dark horse. He's been pretty garbage this season for the most part. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, he ran. He runs good at Michigan, though. He ran, runs good at Michigan. He ran good at Kentucky. And, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a lot of comparison, but Kentucky is, yeah. you know, a freshly paved track, and they had a traction compound, so maybe we'll see some correlation. He'll be fast. They brought a fast piece in June, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That car was good. He'll probably um, win the pole or something. He'll probably be up front at the start. Yeah. But then I like William fade. Byron for the pole, actually. I think he yeah. might. He's he's that dude has been collecting some polls here at least lately, too. I think, you know, I almost want to take my Joey Logano pick back and take Chase Elliott, but I'll I'll keep Joey. But I think Chase is going to be tough to beat this weekend, too. Coming off a win, he's got momentum, you know, but he's good. He's in a Chevy, so that might be a disadvantage on this track. That's yep. That's one of the reasons I I have a hard time picking him, too. Can't bet against the guy who dominated this race like Joey Logano did. I know. I wanted to pick him. I didn't, th- I didn't think you were going to, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's, see I am. yeah that's why we do it this way. Yep. <laughs> we get to spoil each other's fun every once in a while. That's right. Uh, any shout outs, James? 
Um, I bought a book today. Okay. And I've shouted this gentleman out a couple of times. On That's the podcast. awesome. You bought a book. Sweet. That's a I shout did. out. I, I have a shout out. I know. I read. <laughs> um, but the book is it actually came out today. It is authored by Marty Smith. And oh, there's some man. Our stories in there um, that I'm, I'm going to get to. I've only read a couple of chapters so far, but um, the book is called Never Settle. And I think it's been really good so far. I've only read the first chapter, but I got a lot of work to do. Let, so let me know how it is because I am in this probably isn't podcast discussion, but I'm going to have long drives to my, my new job, um, especially yeah, in the beginning. No. And so yeah. I am going to start looking into some audiobooks. and that's, I don't want to read novels. I want to read books like this, you know, m- memoirs, stuff like that as an audiobook. Yeah. I don't, cause to me, that's more like listening to a podcast versus trying to listen to an actual story. I don't want to listen to a story. Exactly. Yeah, so. and this is this is a lot. Marty uses basically the the premise of the book is um he's using sports and his life's journey to um just share with people the things that he thinks will make people or what he thinks makes the world a better place really is is kind okay. of the the premise. Correct um, correct me if I'm wrong. You are Ryan McGee versus before I mean I know you love both of them but you're you're McGee wow. over no, I think Marty, I, right? I don't know. Marty Party's Marty Party's I, I number. Was, I always number thought you were one. bigger on McGee. I like Marty. I like the them most. both. They're, they like go hand both. in yeah. hand. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they go hand in hand. But I'm I'm a I'm a Marty Smith fan. I I, love I long Marty for the day fan. that he's. I I don't bug media members at the track. I sort of almost bumped into Dave Moody in the garage a couple years ago at Michigan and didn't say anything to him. Had a chance to talk to DW at Michigan in June. Didn't talk to him. Um, two guys that I would talk to if I bumped into them. One is Marty Smith. The other is Dale yeah. Jr. Yeah. Marty Smith is on my list of, I would love to have a beer with that dude. Yeah. And just, I would too. And I don't drink time. beer. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the kind of guy he is though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would just love to have a beer with Marty and just talk and get, maybe hear a story. Um, you and get Marty talk. Smith or Ryan McGee on any radio show and they've just got great stories. They've got so many great stories. I, you know, Marty doesn't do the long form stuff anymore that he used to. Oh, and so that's that. why I'm so, so looking forward to reading this book because it's a lot of his long form pieces. Um, it, well, not, not stuff that he's previously read. I mean, this is brand new stuff, but, um, it's, it's broken out like that into a bunch of long form, um, chapters. So, right. um, I miss that stuff from him and Marty and, and especially in regards to NASCAR. I know they're still around, but not like they used to. Cool. Good stuff. Yep. Yep. So that's um, my shout out. Fantasy League, uh, we I mean, talk about that, right? Nobody did any good this week. Uh, uh, yeah, it's fine with me. <laughs> I mean, I'm still junk, even though I win once in a while. Uh, James gets the win, 224 points over Scoters, who came out of nowhere and finished a second instead of last. Yeah, Scoters. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like we reversed the uh, the standing. Not really, week. though, because I finished sixth still. I, I still suck. <laughs> so I think I think my last win, though, was at Michigan's, or my only win was at Michigan. So maybe I'll pick good this weekend. Yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know, man, I don't know why we haven't dropped the fantasy segment yet. It's been a long road to hoe. I know. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'll tell you what, guys, if you like this fantasy thing, A, message the crap out of us. And not just Todd, everybody, message the crap out of us if you want to do this again next year. And B, if you're listening and you're not part of it and you really want to be a part of it next year, message the crap out of us and commit to next year because otherwise we ain't doing it again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an executive decision. I like that. Yeah, I'm not doing it. James can run all he wants. Oh, I'm, it's a pain. I, uh, I hate this crap, man. <laughs> I do. This is the worst year I've ever had. I'm, and... I'm doing it because Todd wanted us to do it. We actually had, you know, five other people sign up. 
And that's awesome. I, I appreciate everybody who signed up. I'm excited that you guys are having fun doing it um, and kicking our butts, especially mine. Um, but God, I hate doing it. <laughs> it really, when you're not good at something <sighs> like it's been this year and I've been, I've have, I have a good track record with fantasy racing. And this year, with this with this NASCAR.com format, I have just been out to lunch. I was excited about this format because I thought maybe I'd have a chance with it. And I just, yeah, I, I feel suck like I'm at starting it. To figure it out now, though. I feel like I'm starting to figure it out. I've put some pretty good weeks together now. I feel like I want late. I want to do one of the ones if we OK, if we do it again next year, I would like to do one where you where you get points for passes and all that stuff, too. So, like, you can pick a back marker if he's going to win, if he's going to pass a bunch of people. I like that better. Oh, wow, that's a good idea. Yeah, there's there's one out there. I, don't, I think it's like DraftKings or something like that, and I don't know if you have to pay for it, but yeah, DraftKings is tough. I think that's actually that's that might be money on the line. Yeah, I I certainly it's don't want to do anything with money on the line. I haven't researched it though. Lose my butt. Um, anyway, if you guys like the fantasy thing, you really want to keep doing it. Message the crap out of us because otherwise it, it it may get dropped next year. <laughs> so I mean, James set it all up this year, so I didn't have to do anything. I just signed up and picked some drivers, but. I don't know. Uh, it, it's just it's I I feel like I got to remember to do it. Half the time I forget when I do think I have a good lineup. It sucks. I've never been good at fantasy. The only time I've ever been good at fantasy, I was in a fantasy hockey league once on Yahoo. And it would like if you didn't. I don't know. There were some limitations to how you could pick. And basically you weren't doing anything. And somehow I did good all the time. Like I didn't have to do anything. It just did it for me. <laughs> and other than that, I've always sucked at fantasy. So it's the worst yeah but i do like uh i do like busting your chops every once in a while yeah so that makes that makes it worth it um another shout out really quick i've been uh doing some shout outs of the athletic and and those of you who haven't jumped on board and checked out what they're doing over there uh brett griffin's writing stuff for him and honestly i'll be honest i haven't read it yet but i love brett um and i there's been a lot of people sharing this stuff so i'm sure it's great anytime brett can give some insight into something it's worth it so check out The Athletic if you're not subscribed and uh, subscribe. They're not paying me to say that. Um, yeah, check it out. There you go. There you go. Uh, anything else, James? I think that's it, man. We went longer than I thought this week. Yeah. I have no idea what sort of cover, or what sort of podcasting you can expect this week. Um, I believe James is off next week. So he gone. Yeah. He gone. So I don't know yet if I'm going to do a post race at the track and upload it. If I'm going to wing something during the week, if I'm going to have a guest or not have a guest, I haven't figured all that out yet. So um, somehow, some way, there'll be a podcast next week after Michigan, hopefully with a bunch of driver audio um, and a lot of insight from the track. Otherwise, check the superspeedway.com and T Superspeedway on Twitter. There'll be all kinds of updates and stuff from there all weekend. Um, let's see. It, again, I'm in the process of moving and getting a new job, so there might be a possible week where we just fall off the face of the earth. But don't worry, we'll be back. We're not going anywhere. Um, James, where can they find you on social media if they want to bug you during your vacation? At James Kush on Twitter. You can try to bug me, <laughs> and I might respond. I don't know. <laughs> uh, again, you can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesuperspeedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. We'll have all kinds of coverage this week from Michigan. We'll have photos up on Sunday. We'll have race recaps, hopefully some driver interviews. Um, some story, hopefully will get broken. It's, you know, we're in the backyard of the manufacturer. So usually there's some big news from Michigan, uh, whatever happens, it'll be up there. Uh, you can find the podcast on there as well. You can find all the show notes, links to articles we've discussed. Uh, the train's coming through right now. So that's awesome. Um, Time to go. yeah, uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google play and SoundCloud, wherever you found us today. We hope you subscribe 
and uh, continue to listen. If you like what you hear and you want to become a part of the show, you want to help us out, support us, get us to the track, become a patron at patreon.com slash the super speedway. James, it's past your bedtime. I need to let you get out of here, man. Way past my bedtime, dude. <laughs> All right. We go to Michigan International Speedway this weekend. Again, follow me for lots of updates from the track. We'll be back next week to talk about it. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. Let's <laughs> go.